What's going on, everybody? It's Sean from the From the Stands podcast. 50 episodes. This is our 50th episode. And we could not have made it here without all of you who are still listening, who are a part of the From the Stands podcast family, but also we could not have made it here without our sponsor, Stephen Leambus Real Estate. Stephen is a top producing realtor in the greater Toronto area, known for his extensive market knowledge and unmatched devotion to his clients. Whether you are looking to buy, sell, or lease, he is there to help guide you through every step of the way. Be sure to check him out at Homes by Stephen on Instagram or online at homesbystephen.ca. We are coming to you next week with a brand new giveaway. It's awesome. It is not even available yet something that I think all hockey fans in Toronto are really going to enjoy. Stay tuned. 50th episode coming your way. Enough of the plugs. Let's get to the podcast. episodes for the from the stands podcast ian we are here we did everything that we could to make the 50th episode possible we reached out to people all over the place to come on to have someone special unfortunately they all said no so we are here with who oh don't do mr ryan Kovo <laughs> like that we are joined by ryan Kovo again we're going to talk some picks with everybody for the first time ever we got six wild card games this weekend. It's going to be amazing. We have night games. You know, like it is going to be super, super fun. There's nothing more depressing than on wild card Sunday when the, the last game's over at seven or eight o'clock and you just don't know what to do for the rest of your evening. So it's really nice that we're going to have that filled. And you know what? We, we got all of our picks coming towards you. Ryan, thank you for coming on, my man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Ryan, even after saying all of that, as we talked about before, I think you're the picks champion on this podcast. So it's perfect to have you on for the 50th episode. I really appreciate you coming on, even with that, I wouldn't say subtle jab, but the jab right off the top. But we're also going to touch on the national title game, which is going on Monday. So is this the best weekend in sports of the past 13 months? Oh, absolutely. And not I just mean- because your team's playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is. still, it's it's you know six playoff games, and then you got uh, the national title game. Hopefully, on Monday, on if they're talking about pushing it back, maybe. But um, and then they are why COVID Ohio COVID stuff at Ohio State. No shit. Yeah, I've been so wrapped up with everything that's going on in Washington D.C. I haven't even been paying attention to that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean oh, it's man. it's ravaging Ohio right now. So okay, let, Browns, okay, so the let, Browns are struggling and Ohio State. Let the struggling. listeners know what's going on. Give them a, give them a little rundown of what's going on in Ohio State. Then we'll get rolling. I mean, I don't know the details. I, I haven't read a whole lot about it, but I do know they're talking about pushing the game back because I guess there's a whole uh, position group on Ohio State that's that's been kind of ravaged by the virus. So I don't know. I, as last I heard, the game's supposed to be going on Monday. So Hopefully it does. I thought when Ian asked you, you were going to be like, so there's this virus. It's called coronavirus. Um, but with all that said, we have six wildcard games that we are going to pick. And then we will top it all off with the national title. So let's start the first game on Saturday, boys. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's ready. go. Let's go. We are starting with a one o'clock start in Buffalo. 
The Bills are hosting the Indianapolis Colts. The Bills are favored by seven. The over-under is 51. Before we dive in, two buys this year, one in each conference, the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So here we are, Indianapolis at the Bills. Ryan, as the 50th episode guest, who do you have in this kickoff wildcard game? I am going to take Indianapolis in this one. And I do, I'm going to preface this by saying you always take Indy every time, every time. (laughs) I do not think that Indy's going to win this game, but I think they're going to keep it close. I think the spread's seven. So I can see this being like a, you know, 28, 22 game or 28, 24 game or something like that. Um, The the thing with, with Indy is obviously their D's pretty good. Although they got exposed a little bit in the past game on in week 17 there. Um, they're pretty consistent, but, though. Yeah, like Jacksonville, yeah, of all people. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty consistent defense. And what I like best about Indy is that they're on the offensive line and defensive line. So their lines are really, really good. And I think they're going to give Buffalo a heck of a time on Sunday or Saturday. And to me, I think Buffalo has got the best chance to knock off Kansas City. I think Buffalo is a really good team. Agreed. Um, but, you know, this will be interesting. This is going to be the first – real time where you're going to say, okay, Josh Allen, Buffalo, you guys should win. You're the favorite is, you know, and we'll see how they respond. I think, I think Indy is a hard matchup in this situation. I think there's not a whole lot to lose for Indy for Indy. And I think they're going to keep it close. I don't think they're going to win, but this could be a really close game. I think for me is all the COVID stuff aside. If I was a bills fan, we deserve to play the Browns. You know, like we deserve that matchup. We don't deserve a matchup that's as tough as this. And and I'm going to ask you guys a question off the top, and then I'll, I'll get to my pick. But can the Colts score enough to keep up with this offense? Because over the past six weeks, Buffalo's averaging 38.2 points per game. That puts them in first by a wide margin, um, if that was obviously the whole year. Even if that mark drops to 25 on Saturday, do we have faith that Rivers can score enough to keep this close on the road in the cold? I get. Do do we think? I, I mean, think so. we're we're, I think we're, so. we're, we're I, talking about a massive Jonathan Taylor game because yeah. I will say this: the last thing I will say, Philip Rivers has not won a game where the temperatures under 35 degrees since 2013 well josh allen was in high school yeah i i I think you know when you talk about jonathan taylor i think that what's been revolutionary for the indianapolis colts in the second half of the season has been the run game is that they have actually in large part taken the ball out of philip rivers hands and and got jonathan taylor in particular going yes naheem hines is a great change of pace can you get 25 points that way though well they have buffalo badass Stop run, run. They're yes. in the middle of the pack. Like I, I can just picture this indie O line absolutely mauling this Buffalo D line, opening True. up all kinds of holes. And when 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 Indy plays like that, they can control the ball enough to where they can keep scores and keep Buffalo's possessions down. And again, if 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 Indy's you know controlling the clock and they can keep this thing close, and again, like again, this is. We, we haven't seen Buffalo or Josh Allen in this situation where, hey, you, you're the favorite. you got to win. The pressure's on here. So, you know, this is going to be interesting. And, and honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a little bit of a hiccup where Indy gives them a little bit of a scare here and then Buffalo kind of gets 
a little bit of confidence right, in this game. Because it, it, here's the go thing. Ahead, go ahead. Here, here's the thing. And I, I want to get to my actual, actual pick now. So the weather, I think, is supposed to be in the 30s. And in Buffalo, it does have the chance to turn. If it, ha- if it does turn, I, I don't know how Indy does it because I don't know if, how, if Rivers can score. I mean, at least for the Bills, Allen can use his legs, number one. And number two, the, 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 guy, could, the guy could put the football through, the, through a barn. Like, I, I don't think the snow is going to affect him as it would affect someone as wobbly as Rivers. Um, I, I do want to go to the Colts because the line is a little wide for me. Um, their defense is great, especially against the run. And, and what that means is you've touched on it. It means Josh Allen for the first time in his life really is going to have to win a playoff game on his shoulders. It is on his shoulders now with the the banged up digs. We, yeah, for sure. And, and look questionable. I, I I think Diggs is going to play. So uh, he's probably, he got upgraded to probable. Beasley is the one that's questionable now. Beasley won't. That's why, and look, that's probably why they signed Kenny Stills and and all this other stuff. But, you know, I found myself falling for the Bills. You know, like I'm not a Buffalo fan, but I found myself falling for him. You know, help that I had Josh Allen, my fantasy team. But, you know, I love the way that dude plays. Diggs is just crushing people. Like, I, I, I can't help it. I love this team. I really want them to win. But Jonathan Taylor is as good as it gets, and Buffalo's averaging. Buffalo gives up like 120 yards rushing a game. So I, I don't know. I want to go Indy because that's what my brain is telling me. But God, I love the Bills. I can't help it. I'm rolling with Buffalo. So that's funny. It, we also the same thing. I, I think this line is is crazy high. And and yes, the Bills have been barn burners. They've been yeah. dominant. Yeah, like, but to be fair, you know, the last three weeks where they've scored almost 40 every single game, really the only good defense they played there was Miami, and Miami looked beyond disinterested to be in that football game. With all of that said, I love this Bills team. I love it. Josh Allen is my favorite player in the NFL. I love watching him. For better or for worse, that dude is going to put on a show. I love it. They, but Indy's going to travel well. They are. And I think you put it, I think you you put it best, Ian. I think my head is definitely saying Indy. The seven points, you take that on the road, especially with Indy, a team that likes to that gets out to a lead early often. They Remember, do. dome team, though. No, I, I know. I, I understand that. And and a aging quarterback who played his entire career in San Diego, right? It, it, we're not talking about Tom Brady, who's just recently become a snowbird in Tampa Bay. This is a guy who has never played in this type of climate. But you mentioned the climate turning i think that would actually help indy because of their their line because of their run game and it forces the ball out of out of river's hands so i'm going to just say one thing since the calendar turned to december josh allen has completed 70 percent of his passes tossed 15 touchdowns run for two more and thrown just two interceptions, posting a passer rating of 117.5. Buffalo's 8-0 against the spread in their last eight. Indy, on the other hand, 2-4 and four in their last six. So I had written down here, I like Indy to cover and Buffalo to win. That's what I had written down. But I'm I'm pivoting. I love the Bills. I, I, I will take a loss on this game. I can't help it. To be cheering for the Bills minus seven to shit kick the Indianapolis Colts. I, I, I'm in. One question. Where is Josh Allen on your MVP ballot? 
Because he's on there. Yeah, he's third for me. And he's high on there. Ah, uh, fourth, because Derrick Henry deserves to be higher. But he's he's like to me, it's it's to me, it's Rogers, then Henry, and then Mahomes and, and Allen are right there in that, you know, be, third spot. I think it's him and Rogers to me, but and then Mahomes right behind. I just think I just think what Josh Allen has done for this team. I don't other than Rodgers, I and I just don't know that anyone is more valuable to their team right this moment. You know, like that that kid is fucking unbelievable. And you talk about a kid who wants to be coached. I mean, he's a different player. Yes, he's still a bit of a roller coaster sometimes. And there are times you could see where like his brain malfunctioned and he's like, you know, I got to do something crazy. But he's so poised. He's so good in the red zone. Like, uh, really, I'm rooting for them. I can't help it. He's been in the playoffs twice now, right? Wasn't he the quarterback when they lost to the Jags? No, wasn't And it was that 7 6 game? Well, that was Tyrod Peterman. Oh, was it Oh, no, no. I think Peterman did play in that game. But Allen was in the playoffs last year, right? And he was completely overmatched, right? I'm not. He has been in the playoffs. I know that for sure. I'm just trying yeah, to remember they, what year that it was. I just don't think he's that guy. And even in the game that he played that he wasn't good, he was still slinging the football. He was still going for it. It's just who he is. He's got, like, absolute iron nuts, this guy. Like, I I had the Colts. I, I had it written down. I'm not doing this as, like, a hedge where I can come on next week and be like, I knew I should. No. Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. On to the next game. Saturday, 4.40, L.A. Rams are visiting the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored by three and a half. The over-under is 42. Ian, let's pivot to you here. Who do you have in this game? I hate this game. I hate it. I hate this game. By far, the worst one to pick. I hate this game. And you know what's – the fact that this game is only three and a half in Seattle – is a testament to just how far the Seattle offense has fallen off a cliff. Like if we did this line with the possibility of Wolford playing like week seven, it'd be Seattle minus 10 based on how Russ was slinging it. And it really does feel like a million years ago when Russ was like at the MVP lock, speak about MVP and they were scoring a billion points a game. I think now they fall into like eight in points per game. And Russ is not even a top 10 MVP candidate for me anymore. You know, like, and in no order, just for the record, Rodgers, Mahomes, Henry, Donald, Allen, Kamara, Devontae, Brady, Tannehill, and Diggs. All of those guys have a better case. And I don't know what's happened. And look, I, I, I people may yell at me for that for that take, but it's just the truth. I mean, if you're watching what's happening. Xavier Howard has a better chance at MVP than this guy. <sighs> How TJ Watt? I mean, we can yeah. go down on and on and on, right? I'm worried because if this Russ offense thing is real, like Aaron Donald's going to eat him. Jalen Ramsey is going to feast on a young player like DK Metcalf. He's Ramsey's taken DK out of a game not that long ago. Absolutely. We forgot DK was on the field. And I know he's on my fantasy team. I'm like, where is he? Where is he? Oh, no, Jalen ate him today. So the golf Walford thing is obviously something to monitor. I'd rather golf not by much. You're not going to hear me say that much on this podcast. But my big thing here is if Jamal Adams and Jerron Reed play. If those guys play, I want to roll Seattle because that D has been better. 
Dunlap has helped. They are getting to the quarterback. But Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey will have their say. I'm not taking a pick yet. I want to know what you guys think first. Go ahead, Ryan. I, I mean, I'm going to look at this from the other side because, I mean, obviously I've been on here before and I've been a big Rams guy. Believer in big the Rams. Rams guy. Big and Rams I, guy. Yes. And the Rams are such a roller coaster. I mean, they, I could, I could legitimately see the Rams get blown out in this game and I could see them win this game because that's just the Rams. The, I, I am going to pick Seattle here. I'm probably going to take the under because I do think this will Ooh, be a like low-scoring game. Um, I don't – you know, the line's only three and a half. I mean, I think this would be a close game right to the end. This Rams – this Rams D is just too good. I mean, they, they're absolutely loaded. They shut down everybody. They, they take, By the way, they are living proof that linebackers don't matter. They, yeah, they don't don't yeah. talk unless about you, Micah Kaiser like that. Unless you have like – unless you have like elite – Darius Leonard, Levante David, Bobby Wagner, Fred Warner types that blow up your game plan. Unless Devin, you have one of those guys, they don't matter. Devin White. Yeah. I mean, Devin White. Yeah. David. Devin White. Oh, God, Devin White. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I so badly want to pick the Rams because that's my thing, but I know. You know, I keep trying to I, reason I'm, with myself. You know, Seattle at home, I'm just going to take Seattle here and just. Play it safe. Seattle's D has gotten steadily better, as Ian has, as Ian said earlier. I mean, and I just I can't trust the Rams' offense right now. And I, I mean, I would trust it more if Goff was playing as much as you know Goff is painfully, me, painfully mediocre at best. But you know, at least when he's in there, he gives him a little bit, um, and, and he can play half decent and just he's functional. Yeah, but. You know, if it, I don't know. I, I, I just, I think Seattle's going to take this game. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be low scoring. So I'm actually really excited for this game because Ugh. I think it's going to be a great game. It's a terrible game to pick. And the reason it's a terrible game to pick is because neither of these teams, you have no clue what team is going to show up. Either of them. You could have a team that looks like a Super Bowl contender on either side or a team that could lose to the Jets on either side. You have no idea. Oh, God, yeah, they did. The Rams <laughs> are 3-13 and 13 in their last 16 in Seattle. 3-13. and 13. Can the Rams' offense hurt the biggest weakness in Seattle, which is their defense? That's going to come down to McVay. Pass defense. He, Pass defense. Yes, but even still... The Rams don't even with Goff is fully healthy. He's not. He's not chucking forty yard bombs to Robert Woods. It's all bubble screens. It's all slants. It's all hooks. That's their offense. So this came down to it. And Ryan, you've already said it. The game's going to be close. If the game's going to be close, you take the extra half point. And I am betting because peak Rams, peak Rams is a much more well rounded team than peak Seattle. So I'm going to take the Rams. Plus three and a half. I'm not touching over under. Does anyone know what the status is for Acres? Because, like, we're running out. Like, they get Cooper Cup back. That's good, you know. But we're running out. If Acres is, is not Wofford, on, Acres is not on the injury report. How? I thought he just had a high ankle sprain. What? Yeah. What has he made? Is this? Jeez, guys from freaking Wakanda. How's his ankle better already? 
and yeah, and even last week, I think he didn't he suffer two weeks ago and he was like still doing walkthroughs last week. So he's not on the injury report that I am seeing right now. All that I'm seeing is Whitworth is probable to play. Goff is questionable. Massive upgrade. Cup is probable. Kaiser is questionable. And the rest are, are the rest are on IR. And to answer your question earlier, Ian, it's looking like Ayupati will play, Reed will play, Shell will play, and Adams will play. My heart really wants to go for the Rams here um, just because I love that defense. And look, like Jalen Ramsey's absurd. He's absurd. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with the Rams. I don't like that Sean wow. and I are aligned because this very much is shaping up as Sean and me are going to be 0-2. <laughs> I hate this. Because honestly, you were leaning Seattle. I was leaning yeah. Colts. And we both come together to have yeah. this. We're yeah. 0-2 for sure. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, and, and the other thing we didn't mention is, I mean, this is Russ, right? I mean, and, and I understand he kind of fell off a little bit at the end, but playoff Russ at home. God damn it, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, better, I'm going to Seattle. I'm going to Seattle. <laughs> I'm going to Seattle. Hey, I got a quick question though. You've watched what is happening with Russ? What what happened to MVP Russ? Because I like I for the life of me cannot explain it. I can't either. I mean, I don't know. Have they thrown it as much? I don't know. I think. Well, Carson's been hurt. So you have to think, I mean, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, they, it's not like as a group, their team has really fallen off that much compared to where they were. So, you know, I don't, maybe it's just a scheme thing. Maybe early on they just were chucking it around and the second half they weren't. So I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I'm going back to Seattle. I'm going to stick with the Rams. I think that's one of those weird – because they're so freaking weird. They're so weird. Well, this, and who's the This best is a game the that they might – Donald. Right. Who's the second best player on the field? It's probably Russ, but Ramsey's close. It's Ramsey. The no, two best Ram- players play for the Rams. Are you talking yourself out of the Seattle pick now? I don't know, man. I, I'll He's come back, go to back to it. No, no, no. You're locked into Seattle. Let's go All to, right, next one. Let's go to Washington. The night game on Saturday, for some reason. Why? This is the night game. I have no idea. Uh, the Bucks are visiting the football team. The line is the Bucks minus nine. Over-unders 44 and a half. Man, I want to pick Washington. Like, I really want to. I, I really like this team. I, 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 I'm che- Sorry. I'm cheering for this team. Even though the owner's a dipshit. I'm cheering for Alex Smith. Chase Young. He's a full-on shitbag. Scary Terry. Antonio Gibson. I like all those guys. Chase Young at the end of the game last, last week. Oh Come God. on, Tom. Come on, Tom. I want Tom. I love it. I love it. I hate that you drafted him in our dynasty pool. Ian, it drives me crazy. But this Tampa defense is, like, really good. It's really good. Now, they are – they can be hit and miss. Is Mike like, – is Devin White playing? That's my question. Because – Not sure it's going to matter. For nine, he's not on their injury report. The only guy that's questionable on their injury report is Mike Evans, which is – it's a thing. Sounds that like he's, matters. Really, he's a game-time decision. And he'll probably play, but based – that injury did not look good last week. So, but even knows? still, we'll see. Godwin AB, what are we talking about? I, I agree with you. So, you know, like I said, how will Washington score? Well, some would say, well, Washington is above average at running the football. 
Tampa is the best run defense in the NFL, period. Well, teams that have a sub-500 record entering the playoffs have actually fared well. Look at Carolina in 2014, 8-9-1. They won. You look at 2010, the Seattle Seahawks, famously won on the get-off-of-me Marshawn Lynch run. This isn't that. This isn't those teams. I, I, it's just not. I don't know how Washington scores. It's not a lock for me because this is actually past Tom Brady's bedtime. So we've seen Tom at night games just be a complete disaster. Washington's secondary is very good. They're going to rush the passer. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay the nine on the road here. Do you agree, Ryan? I don't. I'm taking Washington. And Okay. I, for a lot of this, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And I do think, again, this is one of those games where I, I do think Tampa's going to win. I just don't like the line. I, I, nine's too much for me. I, this Washington defense is the real deal. They yep. are absolutely nasty. And, you know, I, I, I completely agree with you. I don't know how Washington's scoring. I can see this being, you know, a very tight game in the teens or 20s. Can Washington keep um, – Tampa's offense to 26 or under points, then, you know, all of a sudden the, the, the nine point spread doesn't look so good. Right. So can this, that's to me, that's the real question here is can this Washington D keep Tampa's offense to a number that is realistic to negate that nine point spread? If and this I think was, they can. if this was Seattle, I would agree with you. I would, because now it's like, all right, we just have to worry about their, their, their offense, right? We just have to, our, we are going strength against strength, but Tampa is so much better on defense than Seattle would be where it's like, what do you expect them to do? Ian, I'm sorry, buddy. You, you jump in here. I just, I just wanted to lay that out. It's like, if it was where Tampa is like, it's Tom Brady, he's getting an inflated line. He has a great offense, Antonio Brown, two running backs who, both are man. and four wide receivers and two tight ends and, and that against this defense I agree with you nine's too much but this defense is stupid it's stupid and so is Washington's I agree so, but they only have so, one thing they only have one I know but that's but that's what I'm saying I, I, I'm not arguing that Tampa's not going to win this game I, I think I Tampa's going to win this game I, I'm, I'm arguing whether or not Washington's defense can keep Tampa to about a 24 point score and then at that point all they got to do is get 13 points no, they got to get 15 at that point. And who the hell's getting 15 points for this team? I'm sorry, Ian, go ahead. We, 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 we rambled on too much. I just – yeah, go ahead. I, is it fair to say that at this current moment, the best player in this game plays for Washington? No. It's – no. It's I don't think so, but it's close. You think he's that reason, good? You think he's that good already? The only reason I want to say that Chase Young is going to win the Defensive Player of the Year within three years. He is the best rookie lineman I've seen in I don't even know how long. Well, TJ this Watt guy really is good. such Bosa a game really breaker. Good. No, the Bosa's are great. Miles Garrett wasn't at this level right off the jump, and I personally believe that Young and Garrett are the two best. I mean, when Nick Bosa comes back, he's going to have a word. But they're the two best rushing the passer right now. I mean, this guy Young is he's staggering how good he is. He is an absolute animal in every sense. And look, like he's going to have his say. He's going to have his say. 
Here's the problem. Even if he does have his say, I I just don't know how Washington scores. Because, again, this Tampa defense is really good. Alex Smith is hurt. He cannot move. Brady and Co. and those boys, they're cooking right now. They're cooking right now. So they're coming in hot. It normally, and as someone who owned Tom Brady for a while in Dynasty, Ryan, you know this better than anyone. Normally, Brady's limping into the playoffs because he stinks in December. That's not happening this year. He's coming in firing. This guy was off the MVP board two months ago. Now he's probably in the top five. So I, I, I just think that Washington could barely get by the Nate Sudfeld nonsense Eagles last week. I just don't see how they keep this remotely close. And again, what what Ron Rivera and everything that's going on in Washington, with the exception of the bullshit that goes on with their owner, they deserve a ton of credit because this defense got good fast. And I would love for them to cover. I'd love nothing more than for them to win. Tampa's going to eviscerate them. Does Heineke play? Or, uh, let me rephrase that. If Heineke plays, do you change your pick? If no. he's the starter? Even though Chase it, it, Young... By the way, it, you mentioned it, you mentioned these linemen, right? And, and I think TJ Watt deserves credit here in the lineman conversation, right? True. When we're talking about this. He's a linebacker, but as a pass rusher, yes. I agree. agree. Good point. Good point. He is an outside linebacker, right? But when you heard Chase Young... And Heineke last week. I was like, I don't know of a more likable guy, even though he came from such a shit school. Like, I can't imagine liking someone so much. Oh, like, I, the best. I just, I'm like, I want this man in my life yeah. in some capacity on my team. Like, I just want to coach this guy. Ah, I like this team so much. God damn it. No, I'm not changing. By the way, I have to say, real pause real quick. How good does Burrow have to be for Chase Young to go second? Like, imagine looking at Chase Young in a workout and being like, I can't take you. <laughs> I can't take you. That's like, that is absurd to me. I can't remember a number two pick being this good. Bosa. Mm -hmm. It's insane. I mean, he deserves a ton of credit. I love what Washington's doing, but it's got to be Tampa. I'm not letting you jump in, Ryan. We're moving to a game, (laughs) and I'm going to throw to you first because I didn't make a pick yet. The Baltimore Ravens are visiting the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are dogs at home plus three the over under is 55 this is a one o'clock start on sunday ryan are you trusting the ravens or are you all right, well, well first of all can we all just get it out of the way now and just say we're all taking the over in this game <laughs> oh the over is an absolute lock yes mortal lock <laughs> i did in I, cement I, yeah i mean it's these these teams can score man and and i'm taking baltimore based on the fact that Tennessee's defense is an absolute train wreck. And I don't know how they're going to stop Baltimore's offense at all. Baltimore's defense, you know, there's still a decent defense. You know, uh, you're going up against Derrick Henry. you got a top 10 run defense. Maybe they can slow him down a little bit. He's going to get his big runs, maybe a touchdown or two. But Baltimore's offense is just absolutely rolling right now. And I just – I. I cannot see Tennessee's defense slowing Baltimore down. I just can't. I can't do it. I think this is Baltimore all day. It's not a lock for me, but it's pretty close. Okay. So, as someone who's taking Tennessee, here's my concern with taking Tennessee. I have two. Marlon Humphrey is a damn baller. 
what kind of, and he's physical. How does that work with AJ Brown? Who's also physical. That's number one. Number two is does Baltimore take last year's pantsing personally and put that on the bulletin board? You know, like they already had a chance to, they already played the Titans this year and lost. No, I know, but, but it's different now. Mm-hmm. Did they take that personally? Because Derrick Henry, like, that was a pantsing. And, or does Derrick Henry just be like, I'm going to reintroduce myself to the world and I'm still the Raven stepdad? You know, like, I don't know. So normally I would roll with the better D here, which is Baltimore. But do we really trust Baltimore? Like, really, do we really trust them? Their past five weeks included victories over Dallas. The Browns, barely. Jags, Giants, and Bengals. None of whom, with the exception of the barely Browns, are playoff teams. And they barely beat the Browns. So, do we trust that? I personally do not. And I'd love to see Lamar's game translate to playoff victories. So, until that happens, I am going to roll with Tennessee. Uh, But but how – okay, so how is – Tennessee going to stop Baltimore's offense by scoring more than they do. I, I'm again, like, like for me, this is just a, this is a, this is a, two offenses that are really, really good. And I completely 1000% trust Baltimore's defense. Tennessee's defense gave up 29 points to Houston in the second half last week. Yeah, well, I mean, at bad, least it's Deshaun Watson, bad, but I get it. A very bad defense. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. And Baltimore's line is better you know, particularly with Calais Campbell and all that other stuff. But there's something about the way Tennessee plays where that translates, not on D, D's a disaster, but on O, it translates. And I'm not sure that Lamar translates yet. And hey, I'd love to be proven wrong. I love Lamar, but I also love Tennessee. And, you know, we all want to give Derrick Henry props and we should. That guy is a damn animal. He is an animal. Your dad. He is my, he is, he is unbelievable. <laughs> what he did for my, particularly my fantasy team this year. Like, Hold on, quick, quick stop. Ian and Ryan were in the finals of, a, of our dynasty pool. Ian, Ian, take a quick victory lap. Talk about the team. Let, let's come on. We're on the well, podcast. First I want to thank, I do want to thank Derek Henry. I mean, you know, I took a chance on him and he's like trying to stop a moving car and, and all the other tacklers are people. So, I can't in good conscience. And by the way, Tannehill's a baller. That throw he made to AJ Brown last week to Ridiculous. win the game. Absurd. 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 So I can't in good conscience bet against someone that I consider my family in Derrick Henry. It's not, I'm not going to do it. It's Tennessee and I get points. Okay. So well, I want to thank Aaron Rodgers too. That he was, he was pretty fantastic too. I alluded to this off the top. And Dalvin this... Cook. <laughs> uh, are you good? Any more? No, that's, that's all. All right. I alluded to this off the top, but this line really surprised me. You know, the Titans came off a big win. They have beaten Baltimore the last two times that they played each other, obviously. Three-point dogs at home in a playoff game doesn't feel right. There's something wrong here. 
And I know the public leans Ravens, but it still really surprised me. And listen, guys, I, I when I say I'm torn, I'm seriously torn. I do not have a highlighted pick on my on my sheet. Because, you know, you got the Ravens revenge game on one side, but you also have the Titans feeling like we can beat this team anytime that we play them on the other side, which as guys who have played sports, we know what that's like. Ravens run offense against this putrid defense, which is actually okay against the run. But this is what it came down to for me. The Ravens identity. The Ravens have, it feels like, have found their identity, right? And we've watched them all year. We've gambled on them. I've come on this podcast and said that I lost my wallet to them more than once. And it's because when they come out and do not have an identity, it's when they come out and it's like Lamar Jackson is trying to be Patrick Mahomes. Be Lamar Jackson. Last year, I think he threw for over 400 yards against the Titans. He lost. That's not how you're winning this football game. So if they come out like they're trying to prove they are something then that they are not, they are going to lose this football game outright. If they come out with that identity that we can run the ball and I will make the throws against your dog shit pass defense anytime that I need to, they are going to win. Now, Ryan, you've said that you trust the Baltimore defense. I just want you, they're fine. They're not stellar. 10th against the pass, 12th against the run, right? Above average, admittedly above average. And when you're looking across the field at the Titans defense, I'm sure that looks fantastic against their 30th ranked pass defense. But that was my but biggest Can problem. Lamar throw? I think he can. I do. I don't think that he can. He's Aaron Rodgers. No, no, I'm not, he doesn't need to be. That's can my, he throw a competent playoff passes? Because we have not seen that yet. The only time he put up remotely good stats was in garbage time. The last time Derrick Henry made this team his bitch. Well, and also in garbage time against the San Diego Chargers two or three years, two years ago. Congrats. I know. I know. And that's the big deterrent for me is big game Lamar. But I'm going to roll one more time. One more time. I'm going to trust in Lamar and the Ravens. I I like him minus three here. I like him minus three here. And... Please, John, stick to what you are. You are a hard-nosed football team. That's what you are. Play that way. The Bears, the Bears, are visiting the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are favored by 10. The over-under is 47. This is a Sunday game at 440. Before you join, Ian, because you're characteristically late to misquote, Miracle on 34th Street. We were talking about how Ryan and I only have one lock outside of the over in the previous game. Ryan, is your lock associated to this game by any chance? Yes, it is. I I thought it might. (laughs) I thought it might. So let me go in first here, and then we'll jump to you. This is also my lock. I'm not taking Mitch Trubisky in a road playoff game ever. Ever. Imagine against a good defense. I, this is 0% chance. I, this could be 20 on taking the Saints. I, it doesn't matter. This is, might be our last chance ever to gamble against Mitch Trubisky in a playoff game, in a game ever. 
it, it, this is a lock. Uh, yeah, the Saints. What, uh, Ian, what's going on with Michael Thomas? I keep seeing a lot of stuff. He's about, back. He's back. Perfect. Yes, it's not a regular home, home game for the Saints. Slant God is back. Yeah, the Saints get, always get screwed in the playoffs. But not this week. It's a blowout, boys. Ryan, are you a lock with me or are you a lock for Trubisky? I am a lock with you. And the first thing I'm going to say, the first thing I will say is I will give a little bit of credit here to Matt Nagy and Mitchell Trubisky because they, for them to get into, I mean, obviously they got absolutely destroyed last week, but they got into the playoffs somehow. They had a six game losing streak in the midst of it. I mean, and this, there's a lot of holes on the Chicago team, but both, to me, both Nagy and Trubisky kind of proved that they're not what Hold we on. thought they were. Hold on. You're going to give them credit for getting in? If yeah. you're going to do that, you also have to criticize Arizona. You can't do it. I will criticize Arizona for sure. Then you have to. Yeah, coach, this was yeah. a dipshit. This is, this, it was theirs. It was there. Ugh. Go ahead. But either way, like I said, I mean, like Nagy, Matt Nagy, I thought Coach had a really good season as a coach. And I thought Mitchell Trubisky came back and had some really good games. So I will give them a little bit of credit. But end of the day, this is an absolute mismatch. This, there's, I don't care about the 10 points. This is going to be a blowout. In, in the Superdome playoffs, Drew Brees may or may not retire after the season. He's not going to go out. He, Drew Brees' career is not going to end the Mitchell Trubisky at home on playoff, first round of the playoffs. So, again, and New Orleans, New Orleans offense, defense are just better. Like, I mean, Chicago's got a pretty good defense, but New Orleans' defense is better. And then New Orleans' offense, I mean, I don't, they have, haven't scored under 20 points this year. So, so this is just a mismatch. I, I, I could see this one getting out of hand. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I take this spread even if it's Taysom Hill. And I personally believe Taysom Hill was garbage. You know, um, New Orleans getting Mike Thomas back. Breeze looks, you know, will get more comfortable by the day. And I, it, there is some optimism that Alvin Kamara could play. Um, he did like digital walkthroughs all day today. I think the coaches were even mic'd up so he could hear everything. You know, the the guy I think is going to have a day is Marshawn Lattimore. And I think the Lattimore, I hate that I'm giving all this credit to Ohio State guys, but I mean, God, they just keep putting him in the league. Um, you know, the Lattimore-Allen Robinson matchup is going to be like the clash of Titans. It's going to be fantastic. And look like for better or worse, like Mitch is going to target Mooney on the deep shots. He's going to target his tight ends. He likes Komet. He's going to target his tight ends in the red zone and anywhere, other, any other place he's throwing down Robinson. So I, I think Marshawn Lattimore, we could have a day where he's getting an interception, maybe two. not Anthony um, Miller. No, he doesn't look that way. Uh, <laughs> I, my boy, Anthony Miller. Uh, I, I respect the hell out of David Montgomery, too, while we're giving credit. I mean, that guy, talk about a guy who was dead to rights and turned it around the last six weeks of the season, month of the season. Awesome end of the year. Like, they have something. Um, but I think this is going to dictate what happens with Nagy and Trubisky both. I think they're tied together. And if they come in and just get absolutely stomped, I think they're both on the unemployment line. Um pretty soon after this game but look mitch on the road versus a great defense i'm sorry that's a no for me new orleans mortal mortal lock 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 three locks so if you're listening at home go sprinkle on the bears money line uh the last game of the wild card weekend this is an 8 15 start on sunday the cleveland unfortunately covid browns are visiting the pittsburgh previously covid steelers 
The line is minus six. The over-under is 47 and a half. Ian, keep it going. I know you want to give props to the Browns. And I know that you and I are both extremely disappointed that it's come to this. But please, floor is yours. This game just makes me sad. You know, I'd love nothing more than to spend this time shitting on Pittsburgh for the fact that they're phonies and frauds. And their end of the season was hilarious because it exposed the fact they were never very good in the first place. Um, But I can't do that. You know, Cleveland hasn't been to the playoffs in a gazillion years. They got incredibly passionate fans who come back no matter how shit the team is. You know, then they lose the coach of the year to COVID. Yeah, Stefanski's the coach of the year. And they lose Olivier Vernon to injury. They lose another offensive lineman, Betonio. He's out in COVID. And he's been on the team for years and had to go through this shitstorm and then can't play. Ronnie Harrison got put on the COVID list today. You know, this is after Landry missed time and Higgins missed time and people's Jones missed time to, to COVID. And Beck, Beckham's hurt. Beckham's hurt. It's just brutal. It's fucking brutal. And I feel terrible for them. And, you know, we could talk about the game, sure. I mean, Pittsburgh's got Ben and TJ Watt and Cam Hayward coming back. But let's talk about the roadmap for Cleveland to do this. That's what we need to talk about. Because, you know what, what Kevin Stefanski's done with Baker Mayfield is museum worthy. I mean, th- this guy's a different player. Now, I mean, he's still prone to screw ups. I think TJ Watt is definitely going to have his say. Um, but he- if you want to talk roadmap, let's talk roadmap. The roadmap to Cleveland win- winning is a massive day from Nick Chubb. Massive. Like a Derrick Henry 30 carries 180 type, like slaughtering that type of day. We need. Baker to cook a little bit. We need Baker to cook a little bit. You need him to, you know, you need, you know, a Landry to rip up Joe Hayden a little bit. So you need Baker to cook. And then the last thing you need is you need Miles Garrett to treat Ben Roethlisberger like he's Mason Rudolph. Like that's what you need. You need Miles Garrett to have a day. You need Miles Garrett to outperform TJ Watt and Cam Hayward put together. I'm just not sure that that roadmap exists i'm just not sure that all those things can happen at one time i'm praying they do but ryan what's your roadmap how does cleveland do it the toss two without the pick i like that okay so i'll as a Bengal fan i absolutely hate this game because i hate both these teams with a passion how can you hate the browns it's like hating michigan it's pointless I hate I hate the Browns. I just I don't like the quarterback for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. And, well, let's try you know, and be let's try and be the same way I I do with your Ohio State guys. Let's try and be objective I, with this. I'm be, I'm trying to be objective with as with as a in picking this game, but I don't like either of these teams, and I hope. Obviously, I'm glad one of them is going to lose this week, and I hope the other one loses next week. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> so, so tell me about the roadmap. Come on. The roadmap for Cleveland. I, I will say this. that I, the Obviously, this game line's changed, I think, a lot. I, I don't know. Is, is Sean, is that right? Do you, you know that? Yeah, I think it started at four, and it's gone yeah. to six. It, it actually, I think, went to eight for a little bit and has now kind of come back yeah. down. It's been fluctuating quite a bit. Yeah. I, I just, I don't see Cleveland winning this game. I really don't. Thanks, man. I, I, and to me, 
you lose your head coach, and he's probably going to win coach of the year, deservedly, even though he coaches a terrible team. Is is to me, I don't know. I, I just I, I can't see what's Cleveland's missing working out for them. And you and you talk about what Cleveland needs to do. Well, they're playing against one of the best pass de- or rush defenses in the league. So the best, yes, the best. So and then and the other problem with with this with you know the whole Chubb's got to dominate this game. Joe Batonio is going to play. Joe Batonio is the best blocking tight or the best blocking guard in the NFL. Without Joe Batonio, the Pittsburgh D line just going to feast. And it's Particularly going to be really, Cam Hayward. Yes, it's going to be another really house take for Cleveland to get to find much room running it. I just I don't I I don't see it. I I don't like Pittsburgh as a team very much. You know, no, they're frauds. The way they've been playing, but I see. I, I don't think Cleveland's going to win this game. All right. I said you couldn't even humor me. You couldn't even humor me. I said the number no. one. Rush defense. They're the number one pass defense. My apologies. So uh, the, they're, three they're, they're yeah four. Yeah, I, I have them at five, but that's by DVOA, not by overall total yards and points. So, all right, Ian, I'm not going to humor you yet. Just hear me out for a second. Can we all just look at this as it stands right now and understand how crazy? with all that we have experienced with the Browns, how crazy it would be to take them. This is the Browns we're talking about against the Steelers. Like, the, I think the, the record in Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh before this year, it's like, I didn't hasn't Ben Roethlisberger won more games in Cleveland than, like, than Cleveland had won over, like, a 10-year span? It was It's crazy to think that we're going to take him, to take the Browns. It feels impossible, but it's not. This team isn't a joke anymore. They are the real deal when healthy. The fact that COVID struck them this week, it just feels wrong. Like, I know COVID doesn't discriminate. It it doesn't go, hey, you're in the playoffs for the first time in God knows how long. You're playing. They didn't know it feel that way. Yeah, you're playing your deepest rival, but hey, guess what? All of you guys, including your coach, ciao. You can't look at trends for this game. And I look at trends every week. But this isn't a normal Steelers-Brown game. It's not what we're used to. Cleveland don't do it. What I don't like. Because if you do it, then I have to do what it. I don't do it. What I don't like. The is spread isn't big enough for us to be humoring this. What I it's don't. It's only six. I, I am humoring it. Because Pittsburgh cannot run the freaking football. That's what I'm worried about. I am humoring it because they can't run the football because this is backdoor cover central. This is, oh, we have a 10-point lead. We need to get three, three. Uh, sorry, we need to get a first down in this drive, and it's one yard, one yard, two yard loss from James Conner and Benny Snell. So I am entertaining it. But this team, this Cleveland team, when healthy, needed a win last week, and they Barely beat the Pittsburgh taxi squad. God damn it. Ian, who do you got? I, I'm not, I'm not going. I, 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 I so I'm bad t- want to take the Browns and say, fuck the world. I'm taking the Steelers. I so bad want to do it because I'm taking the Steelers. You have to. I love them. You have I to. love it's, Baker Mayfield. If it was 10, I'd take the Browns six. I'm taking the Steelers. I, I, I love, I love Baker. I love Jarvis Landry. 
I love their tight end group. You know, I love their O line. I like their O line. This just makes me sad because, by the way, if take all the players out, if Stefanski's in, I take the Browns and don't blink. But if you really consider it, they can't run as well without Batonio. They can't rush the passer as well without Vernon. Their secondary is banged up with a loss of Harrison. And now they have a special teams coordinator coaching the game. Like, which by the way, I don't understand why they just can't isolate um, Stefanski like in a room somewhere and just have him call the game with a microphone. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. All of the advantages that you would send to Cleveland, the running game, the coaching matchup, you could argue, all that stuff is being taken away. I hate it because I think this Pittsburgh team is balls and I'm going to be cheering like hell for Cleveland, but it's Pittsburgh. Like, you know, if, if I wasn't attempting to keep this podcast like semi-legitimate, I would a thousand percent take Cleveland and not give a shit, but I actually do care about the legitimacy of this podcast. So I don't want to be that guy. So I have to go Pittsburgh. I, 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 the fact that I pandered it for this long should delegitimize the whole process. With everything being said here, I know that I threw out a couple of names that were on injury reports that I said are not. Who did I say earlier, Ian, that is not on the injury report? Do you remember who it was? Jamal Adams? No, no, no. They're, they're listed as probable. I double, I triple checked that one. But there was, there was a guy I said is not on the injury report. And you're like, oh. Cam Akers. Cam Akers. He's not on the injury report. Bettino is not on the injury report that I'm currently looking at. So well, he's on the COVID list. Cam Akers may – well, there's COVID list on this as well. So, God damn it. I'm the only one on the Rams. Um, that's it for the wild card weekend. Let's quickly review before we get to the national title game. Uh, we have – from the Colts-Bills game, we have Ian and I both on Buffalo. Ryan is on Indianapolis. In the Rams-Seahawks game, I am on the, the Rams. Ryan and Ian are on Seattle. Bucks, Washington, Ryan on Washington, Ian and I are in Tampa, Ravens, Titans, Ryan and I both have the Ravens, Ian is rolling with the Titans, we all have locks on the Saints winning by 10 at home against the Bears, and on the Steelers, we all have the Steelers, so, God, I hope Cleveland wins, we get to (laughs) Monday night, Ian, you lived on the West Coast for a long time, here, it starts at what, 9 o'clock, 9.30, you're going to be up until 1 a.m., and as someone without kids, I'm sure you're excited for this entire wildcard weekend because you get to watch every single game in its entirety while people like me are going to catch like six downs. So we are here. Right. The Ohio State Buckeyes are visiting the Alabama Crimson Tide, technically. The spread is Alabama minus eight. It opened at minus nine. The over-under is a whopping 75. Ryan, you are in your Troy Smith jersey with your Buckeyes hat. So let's start here. Who are you taking? Well, first I want to say that Ohio State, with based on everything that went on this year, Ohio State fooled a lot of people. By so, fooled, you mean they, didn't, they don't deserve we're to We're talking here, to you, Mr. Dabo Sweeney. Talking to you. Yes. So what happened to me this year was you had a really, really good Ohio State team 
but ran into some major COVID issues in the middle of the season. And there's a, there's something – so in the championship game, in the Big Ten championship game against Northwestern, Ohio State was missing 22 players. And then in the last, I think, two or three games, they were missing at least half their offensive line. Um, they didn't practice barely at all for about a month and a half. So then all of a sudden they get the spot in the playoff. They get a full month to recuperate, get healthy, practice. And then they come out absolutely flying, and they absolutely destroy Clemson. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They didn't come out absolutely flying. Fields turned into like fucking. Well, he's Superman. on the team, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's their quarterback. He came out flying <laughs> when he had multiple times in big games. How many rush yards did Trey Sermon have? I love how about, how about the offensive. That's offensive line dominated. Okay, okay, all right, continue. So this team is much, much better than people think. Now, I don't know who's going to win this game. I feel like this is going to be – I don't. what was it? Did you say over-under was? 70-something? 75. I feel like you, I may want to go over. I think this will be in the 40s and 40s. Um, I think this is going to be the last – That doesn't happen often. Team. I think this is going to be the last team to have the ball was going to win. I think this is going to be way closer than people think. I think this is – I would take Ohio State. I'm not going to say who I think is going to win. I do not think Ohio State is going to get beaten by more than eight. I think it's going to be a tight game. So and I have I a question think, for you. Yeah. You mentioned that, and again, I am a noted Michigan fan. I can't stand Ohio State. But what they've done over the past decade following the Trestle Terrell Pryor mess, what they've done after that is absolutely remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. The fact that they are in play with powerhouses like Bama and Clemson after what happened not all that long ago is unbelievable. I think Ryan Day has something. There's an it about him. And I think those dudes really love him, but there's an it there. And I can't really quantify it because I don't watch, I'm not an Ohio State fan. I don't live and breathe it. But my question about this game, and you pretty much answered it when you took the over, is and you mentioned to me that Ohio State, particularly in the secondary, is young. Do I have that right? Yeah. Can those young defensive players hang with Mac, Najee, and Devonta Smith? And my follow-up is if they can, can the offense hang with those three guys? That So to me – this is a game of offense against offense. Both defenses are going to struggle against both offenses. Alabama's defense isn't very good. Ohio State's defense is young and not very good. Both both defenses are the weaknesses on both teams. So this is going to be offense against offense, and this is going to be an absolute shootout. And, you know, the offense on Alabama is definitely better. They've got more stars, I think. I like Mac Jones a lot, but if Justin Fields is playing his best, Mac Jones is not as good as Justin Fields. I agree. Um, and then, honestly, like you look at Najee Harris, well, Oof. you know, Trey, Trey Sermon over the last three games has been just as good as Najee Harris. So it's, you know, it, to me, this That's is some it, tricky math, but okay. <laughs> has, is he, has he been? I agree, I, but body I, of work matters. Body of work matters, but I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, your three but, but games still, stretch but, over like four months, but yeah, sure. 
Yeah, but either way, right? So like you're looking at okay, so where, all that matters is now. To be fair, exactly. And he and right now Trey Sermon is a elite running back. Whether or not he can keep it up for one more game, we'll see. But either way, that's that's what he is. So to me, this this is offense against the offense. You know, if 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 I had to pick one offense over the other, I'd take Alabama's. But I do think that Ohio State can score, and if Ohio State plays with the same intensity that they played with in the same um, desire they played with against Clemson. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that they lost Clemson last year. So can they muster that again for this game? Then Ohio state's going to be super dangerous against Alabama. And I, I do think this will be a really close game. All right. So one question, Sean, and then I promise I'll let you go. That's okay. I don't watch college football, so it's fine. Will the real slim shady police stand up. So, which fields is fields? Oh, well, that, now you took the one thing is, I had. God damn it. No, no, but I'm serious, though. Which fields is fields? You watch all the games. This was obviously a question that Sean and I had talked about. Which fields is fields? Is Clemson beat down like I am the best player on this field? Jacksonville should consider me at number one fields. Or is it the other guy? The guy in the Big Ten title game who could Against not throw. Who for okay, so, and Sermon saved his ass in that football game again. I, I'm again the Big Ten title game. He was missing his best wide receiver. He's missing ha- almost his entire offensive. Line. I'm not looking for it's an excuse. Northwestern. I just want to know. I just want to know which fields is okay, fields. You Northwestern say, is legit. Northwestern Northwestern is legit. Northwestern yeah, they're fine. Northwestern's defense is one of the best in the country. Yeah, they're legit. That coach should get an NFL job. Yes, that I, don't, do not I say is just Northwestern. Northwestern was a legitimate defense. Yeah. You can say what you want about their offense, but that defense was. Yeah, they're like they're an up and Hold on, time. is Justin's Fields is the knock on him not that when big games come a knocking, Fields goes a walking. Is that not his tendency? Uh, I guess you're, you're, I know you haven't talked to a fan no. here. Ian, is that no. not? Hold on, is is no. that not his trend? I would say that people, particularly media and fans, look to take one game, which is last year's Clemson game, and put that on that kid like a tattoo. And it's like, that's who you are. You know, like, I don't know that fields that I have the same fields questions that I have Lamar questions in Baltimore. I'm not sure I have those. I think the real thing is, is to ask someone who watches all the games which fields do you believe believe is it, or is it somewhere in the middle? See, uh, like to me, it's it's upper middle. So okay, the, the game in Clemson was Fields at his best. Fields at his usual is a step down from that. We're not it, it, all the you know the he had what two two rough games in, against uh, what was it Illinois and Northwestern. Yeah. You know, but, but people that, are taking last year's Clemson game with that too. By the way, yeah, but before that, he he threw three. What did he throw? Three interceptions last year, the entire season. And this and this year, he threw zero interceptions until those two games. So, yeah. you know, it's. I feel like he's being nitpicked as a young quarterback. He's being nitpicked for a very small sample size when the rest of his sample size is exceptional. And again, I don't know if what we saw against Clemson is. Just Justin Fields, but I feel like he's way closer to that than he is to 
the other side. Played it, yes. Because the guy against Clemson was placing the ball in the receiver's hands. That was NFL ball placement. And you know what else he did that? He did, that? he did that about four games in a row to start the season. And if that's the case and that's the fields, I can see why Ohio State is the pick here. But if you're asking me to pick who wins, Devonta Smith is the best player in college football, and that's not just because he won the Heisman. I I think that if we're having this conversation and we had to compare, you know, either wide receivers or wide receivers or great seasons to great seasons, there's an argument that Burrow's season last year was amazing. But what Devontae's doing here is almost is almost as impressive. It's a notch below, but it is super impressive. He is the no doubt best player in college football. It's not even close. It's not even close. So I don't know. Can Ohio State hang with him? I don't know. I think it's close. If I had to bet on who wins, it's Bama. Pick is Ohio State. All right. Can I? Are we good? You yes. guys got it all out? Okay. Uh, I think that you are right. I think it is more media-driven. Because, again, I don't dive into stats, but I, I just took a look, and he's had three bad games in his entire career, stats-wise. Clemson last year. It just happened to be when people were watching. Indiana this year. and And then the game against Northwestern. Now, he wasn't great against Penn State, but he didn't have to be. You know, two touchdowns, 70% completion, 119 yard, 199 yards, but he didn't have to be great. He just had to be good enough to beat Penn State, which is all that you really are looking for. Didn't take much this year. Uh, this over could be 100. I'm taking the over. <laughs> because I've looked at the one oh, And don't, don't rule out overtime overs, too. That could happen. Overtime <laughs> overs that goes to like six overtimes, and they just keep throwing touchdowns? Don't rule it out. I do not watch college football every Saturday. I can't. I have a family and I have to prioritize things. And what I've done in my life is I actually was a big soccer fan and I dropped soccer for formula one because it's on really early in the morning and you can get that in and then you go on the rest of your day. But I do watch the big games and what I've always, you know, respected about Ohio state is their defense is the fact that they probably have two corners, a safety and three linemen coming out of every single draft class that I've seen in the past decade. That's what they're really good at. They've been, or at least that's what they have been good at. I know Ryan quarterback hasn't been their thing, but quarterback's really, really hard in college, right? You can be a really good college quarterback and win yourself a lot of games, but at the NFL level, it's just something different. Like we see it with Justin Herbert now. It's like a really good NFL quarterback who isn't that way in college. And so this is what I would say. I think the over at 75 is, is, I'm going to take that. It's a lot of points, guys. I don't care. I don't care. I like this is college. This is like they stop the clock when Somebody's they can. This is special teams touchdowns, defensive. T- like we're gonna have Somebody's, all of that. Somebody's hitting fifty points. Oh, I, I think without question. So you hit fifty points. You need twenty five. Yep. I I think this is if it was like I said, if it was a hundred, I would take it. I, I see like sixty two to fifty one. That's what I see. And because I see that, I see Alabama. Saban isn't playing Clemson. He's playing an Ohio State that, you know, to some fault of their own, but not complete fault of their own, hasn't had the reps this year. And I think that this line, now here's the thing. I will take them at eight. My pick is the over. Okay? My pick is the over. 
I think this line will get to seven. And at seven, I would take the, I would take Bama. At eight, I, I also agree with you guys. At eight, if you're going to take the over, at eight, at when the over 75 and the line's eight, you want to take the points. Because if you're going to hit the over, they both need to damn score. So I will say that I, I, my play of the week, though, is probably a Bucks, um, a Bucks Saints tease, although everyone in the world's going to be on that. So it doesn't make me love my Bucks Saints pick. But with all of that being said, from Can the I break some news real cap- quick on the on the from the stands podcast. Yes, as soon as I say I'm taking Bama minus the eight and I'm taking the over as my second lock of the podcast. Go ahead. Alvin Kamara tweeted, see y'all Sunday. So for those listening, if New Orleans is still at 10, grab it now. Grab it now. Because that may that may even go up. Grab grab New Orleans minus 10 now. Go Browns and Titans. Well, boys, 50 episodes. We did it. We had our little ceremony heading into the end of 2020 we had connor and tomes two other friends of the podcast on but we're here Ian, we got a giveaway coming next week we have more uh, uh, we have kevin papetti coming back on at the start of next week to preview the nhl season and the maple leafs while also reviewing the world juniors before we sign off ryan i know that you're a massive junior hockey fan you work for the left Brit, no, who do you work for? Red Deer Rebels. Red Deer Rebels. Thank you very much. What did you think of the World Junior product? And what did you think of the final game? And you have two minutes un- uninterrupted. Go ahead. I thought that, I mean, I thought the tournament, they did, did a good job putting it on. Um, you know, I, I think there were a few European teams that were a little bit behind the eight ball, got a little bit screwed there. But, you know, just to get the tournament going, get the players in there and being able to showcase their what they can do i thought it was very well put on i thought it was a good tournament um i think the the title game obviously you know u.s i think surprised canada a little bit um u.s has got some very fast forwards they something canada hadn't canada hadn't seen all year so all, all tournament so to me, it's you know I, I'm I wasn't surprised. So like as Canada was going through their you know their round robin games and destroying everybody and you know they are obviously in the easier division. U.S. played Russia early, lost to them, and then kind of rolled after that. I knew that U.S. would be tough for Canada. I would have probably put you know my choice of Canada being the team to beat, but. You know, U.S. played probably the perfect game in the final. So, I'm, I, you know, U.S. is definitely a better team. Well, there's the opinion from Coach Colville. I, I truly believe that the better team won in that game. If it was the better team in the entire tournament, I guess that that's up for debate. But here we are. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us for our 50th episode. Ian, please sign off the podcast for the 50th time. This is crazy. 50th time. Unbelievable. Um, I just want to take a moment and thank... Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Tyreek Hill. The listeners of this podcast. I just want to thank you guys. The listeners of this podcast, Fred Warner. I want to thank you guys. It's been a great week. 
And I hope you guys had a great set of holidays. I know I did. I'll be kissing the fantasy trophy soon. Love you guys. Thank you for your support. Be safe. Let's get it wild out there.